How are you now? Huh. How are you right now? Montreal Canadiens had a little bit of a break. We know what happens sometimes uh, when they have breaks. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but we're not here to talk about breaks. We're here to talk about your Montreal Canadiens. Uh, returning to the Bell Center for a quick little visit before they go back on the road and taking on the Arizona Coyotes at home. So, uh, Coyotes are a team that, you know, early in the season, a little bit surprising. But since then, have kind of fallen back into that, you know, bottom five conversation uh, and into the draft lottery. So they're actually losers of 12 straight games coming into this one. I think it was 12 straight. Anyways, a lot of games straight that they've lost. So this should be, you're expecting anyways, uh, a win for the Montreal Canadiens. Wins have been hard to come by for them lately, but expecting one at the very least against the Arizona Coyotes and not really wanting one necessarily. I know Team Tank definitely not wanting one. It's the team is behind them. uh, So you win a game and you're creating more space for them to stay into the top five if you lose the game uh i think going into that game it would have yeah it would have actually put the coyotes ahead of the habs and the Habs would have been into the the bottom five at that point um so i'll tell you what happened we'll go through a quick little recap and then we'll uh, kind of discuss some of the performances rather thereafter but first as you all know bet online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs including pro and college hoops throughout the year with up to the minute odds stats and trends you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with live in-game betting contests and all the best player props experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices head to bet online today to become part of the team and remember to use promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v for your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit online the game starts here and your Montreal Canadiens started their game against the Coyotes pretty brutally um <coughs> I don't really sorry I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to turn it away I'm gonna do this all in one take because I, I really uh, you're gonna see as we go through this uh, recap here I was not happy with the way that they played this game and in the early goings it was just a lot of overpassing right they looked like the better team which they should Uh, But when they're getting into the offensive zone, they're just kind of trying to make like nine passes before they actually shoot it. And uh, there was a few times like Arbor Jack, had one where the shot was a much better option, but he's trying off the like they're trying to make this really fancy tic-tac-toe goal happen. They're trying to force it and it's not working. Arizona is just keeping things simple. They're getting into the offensive zone and they're firing off shots. And they're out shooting the Habs. But none of that really matters. We know out shooting does not always guarantee you a win. And about eight minutes into the first period, we get the exact right amount of passes for once by the Montreal Canadiens. Joshua Roy, with a great retrieval in his own zone, uh, carries it out of the zone, passes it over to Newhook on the left-hand side. He sends Yoel Armia in on a partial break, and he rips one. one nothing for your Montreal Canadiens. Problem with this period is that after that goal... They're really just getting outplayed by Arizona. Now they're not even getting into the offensive zone and making those too many passes. They are just not even sniffing the offensive zone for the most part. Arizona, however, getting plenty of OZ time, getting plenty of shots on goal, getting plenty of attempts. Uh, This team has lost 12 games in a row, and they're somehow out of shooting, out attempting, out possessing. It's just not looking good for the Montreal Canadiens whatsoever. However, they do get to the end of the first period with that one goal lead intact. Second period starting to look a little bit better, but Samuel Montembeau is really having to completely impose himself on this game in a way that he should not have to against a team that is in the bottom five and losers of 12 straight coming into this game. 
he made a couple of really nice saves in the first five minutes, and that you know at that point you gotta go just reward your goaltender for it, right? I mean, I know we don't want to see this team win games that they don't deserve to win, but you gotta reward your goaltender for those saves, and they actually do. They get a quick strike chance off a defensive zone draw. Uh, the Coyotes actually win it. Uh, they go back to the point and they get a point shot, but Jordan Harris blocks that shot and he's away for a two-on-one with Josh Anderson. He makes the very smart decision because Josh Anderson likes to miss the net on those ones. He's the very smart decision to keep it and shoot it. Fires a nice snipe to the far side. Great goal by Jordan Harris. It's 2-0 for the Montreal Canadiens at that point. A few minutes later, though, absolutely nothing Sam Mittemoltambo can do. Scramble behind the net. Uras Lukowski and Mike Matheson trying to clear it out of there. It's bouncing around. It bounces right to Alex Kerfoot at the side of the net. He tucks it in 2-1. to one. And from there, it's just an ugly period, man. It was an ugly period in general. Um, I, I don't really have anything good to say about that period. It started out with them looking like maybe they were going to turn it around uh, based on what we saw in the first. But especially after they got that second goal, uh, it was just brutal. And we know how they play with, with two goal leads. So it wasn't surprising, but it was brutal. We go into the third period, and they're still getting run over. First five minutes of the third, absolutely run over. Aside from the second line of Joshua Hawaii with uh, Alex Newhook and Yoel Armia, nobody's playing well. The top line, not too bad, but not not good, right? And none of that matters, though. <laughs> it's one of those games. We've seen the Habs have a couple games in a row that they deserve to win, and they don't. And this one, they deserve to lose, but... I mean, Jordan Harris gets the puck just past five minutes into the period. Uh, beautiful pass to send Tanner Pearson in on a one-on-one on Liam O'Brien. He gets around him, controls the rolling puck, and puts it into the net past Connor Ingram, and it's 3-1 to one for the Habs. But that's the dreaded two-goal lead, right? We're right back to where we were in the second period where they started playing their worst hockey of the game, and once again, we see the worst hockey. It's really Semyon Motambo saving their skin time and time again. Nothing he can do with about five minutes left to play. Nick Bukestad ends up getting a shot uh, in the high slot. He's just kind of spinning and shooting and deflects off, I think, Mike Matheson and into the net somehow. They needed deflections to beat Samuel Montembeau. He was that good in this game. And the score is 3-2 to two for the Coyotes. They would end up pulling Connor Ingram, get the extra skater out there, but they couldn't really get anything going. And then Nick Suzuki on the half wall managed to throw in an empty netter to seal the deal and make it a 4-2 to two win for your Montreal Canadiens. Um, I'm not happy about that one. Um, Team Tank's not going to be happy about that one, and with good reason. Um, this was a game where they were doubled up on shot attempts. Uh, I think almost doubled up on shots on goal as well. And just, they got manhandled by the Arizona Coyotes in their own building. A team that doesn't have a fucking building came into your building and manhandled you. A team that has lost 12 games straight came into your building and manhandled you. And you needed your goaltender to steal that game for you. Um, this is precisely the kind of win that I don't want to see them getting from here on out. I would much rather see them lose those games and learn expensive lessons. Now, that being said, um, as, as much as I don't like seeing that, as much as Team Tank is probably seething watching a game like that, it must be said they had a couple games in a row where they deserved to win based on statistics, and they didn't. So, in some ways, this feels like a dose of karma from the hockey gods, so I can't be too upset about it. But at the same time, we really do not need to be seeing more games like that. We really do not need to be seeing Samuel Montembeau rob two points from another team uh, in the in the stretch run here. This is 
it's hurting the lottery position or the potential uh, lottery position. Again, as we all know, there's a possibility that they move up or even move down in the lottery, and you never know what's going to happen, but you want to give yourself the best possible odds. And I know the team is not going to just sit back and let the other team score on them so that they can lose every game, but I just wish that they would do enough up front so I don't have to sit here and be pissed off that they played like shit and got two points that they don't deserve. The only guy on the roster who deserved the two points unsurprisingly going to be named by me as the player of the game was Samuel Moldumble. I mean, he was infallible in that game. Fantastic. The two goals that went in, not his fault whatsoever. Anytime that he got an opportunity to make a big save, he made it. Uh, His rebound control was absolutely flawless in that game. There was one point in the first period where I forget who took the shot, but he had a shot coming at him uh, and it got deflected and it's coming off to his left. And he somehow notices the deflection and has the reflexes to kick one of the flippers out and kick it away. And I don't know who it was, but there was a Yotes player driving to the back post. And if he didn't kick that puck away, it's going into his net. But his reflexes were just on point. And he kind of kicked it back into the slot, which is not a place where you want to kick it. But if he lets it go to where it was going, and it might have been missing the net. I really think it was missing the net. But if he let it go there, it's going to get put in by the guy driving the back post. So the awareness, the rebound control, uh, he's making some athletic saves, making some really good positional saves. It was just, it was a perfect performance from him and net. I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's it's just unfortunate that they needed that against an inferior team. They, they shouldn't need that from him. Uh, they have more talent, I, I feel, than the, than the Arizona Coyotes. They should really be able to beat them just on merit. It shouldn't require a goaltender going out there and stealing it. But uh, I'll tell you what, when we want to talk about merit, you know, the one guy who merited two points in that game, uh, it was Samuel Moldambo, player of the game, very well deserved. And uh, he's having himself a, a pretty nice season here on a rebuilding team, uh, making himself... Uh, a pretty clear-cut number one goaltender for this team next year. Uh, I really don't see how much longer this three-goalie system can last. they got to really let him you know, take control and, and, and run the show as the number one goaltender and pick somebody to actually be his backup and see what he can do. Um, hopefully improve the team a little bit and see what you can do next season. Um, great game. Great game from Samuel Moldambo specifically. Now, I will give you some other positives from that game because it wasn't just him out there that, that had a good game. And I I hate to do it, but I got to pump my boy again, Joshua Hawaii. He had a solid game, man. At one point, Uri Slavkowski even got benched because he took a couple of penalties. And on the second one, he was kind of chirping a little bit. So he got benched for a short period of time. And when he was benched, it was Joshua Hawaii that they moved up to the top line. And he deserved that promotion. He was playing very well in that game. Obviously, he had the big retrieval in the defensive zone to start the uh, play that led to Yoel Armia's goal in the first period. Um, Outside of that, he was just really well positioned. He was dangerous. He was making things happen. He had a spinning pass attempt that he threw into the slot at one point that just barely missed Alex Newhook. Um, He set Alex Newhook up for another one that ended up, uh, I I forget who it was on defense for the Yotes, but he managed to get stick on stick with Newhook and stop him from really delivering the shot. That one could have been a goal as well. Uh, you know, puck rolls right for Joshua Hawaii in that game. He might have had three points, and uh, he, he's really he's he's opening eyes right now. You, you're hearing the the fans are getting excited about him. Uh, the broadcast on RDS was talking about him a lot. Uh, Denis Gauthier was uh, sharing his experience watching him grow uh, as a player, and Denis Gauthier would know a thing or two about Joshua Hawaii's growth because, uh, well, Ethan Gauthier, who is Denis Gauthier's son, played with him in Sherbrooke, and he probably has watched uh, maybe even more games of Joshua Hawaii than I have, and that's a lot of games. 
you get to know a player like that. You get to see him develop. You get to see him improve at a lot of different things. The way that Joshua has, you start to get a little bit more excited about him than others. And that's why I talk about him so much. Um, and I think a lot of people are starting to, to clue in. People who didn't get the opportunity to watch him as much as we did uh, are, are seeing what this player is doing now. And they're getting excited and they're saying, yes, you know what? This is a legitimate top six player. And he is. Um, great game from him. Uh, couldn't give him player of the game, though. Obviously, I had to go to the goalie. And... Uh, I'll keep going. Uh, Arbor Jack, I felt had a really good game there. Um, he's physical as always, but really what stood out for me in that game was him jumping into the rush and picking his spots really well. Like when, It was a bad game for the Habs defensively. They were giving up a lot. Uh, a lot of shots, a lot of shot attempts, a lot of scoring chances. Not a whole lot to hang your hat on defensively in that game, but I will say when he jumped into the rush, he was doing it smart. He wasn't creating... Uh, a lot of those attempts coming the other way by doing so he was actually creating some pretty good offensive opportunities for himself and for his teammates there was the one in the first period where uh, he made one too many passes and I felt like he should have just shot it and he probably could have had a goal but um, outside of that you know he was aggressive and he was aggressive uh, in a way that that didn't hurt his team and I like that I like seeing defensemen take a little bit of risks uh, and, and especially in this season where you're not you don't care if you lose games right it's it's just going to help your draft position if if he did something there if he was trying to generate offense and it didn't work out you know at least it's a good uh learning opportunity for him and i think he is starting to learn from some some of the times he got burned earlier in the season uh, and then he went down to laval and he obviously performed really well there and then got himself called back up and uh, now we're seeing a very reserved game from him where he's taking some chances and he appears to be picking his spots extremely well so uh, great game from the sheriff as well. And uh, while I'm on the topic of defensemen, I think I got to throw some flowers to Jordan Harris for that game too. Uh, when he got hurt a few games back, I thought we were not going to be seeing him for a while. And when he came back, I went, ooh, that feels too soon. And when I watch a game like this against the Coyotes, I go, yeah, apparently I'm a dumbass. That's why I'm not a fucking doctor because I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know when a guy's ready to come back or not. I just have my suspicions. And uh, my suspicions on that one were absolutely wrong. Uh, Jordan Harris was great in that game, obviously made uh, a great play to set up the Tanner Pearson goal. Uh, there's no shot that goal happens without him because the Habs were really struggling to generate anything offensively. They could not get into the offensive zone. And with one quick, beautiful pass, he just sends him against a guy that he knows. I think he knew he could beat him. I think he knew as soon as he got that opportunity, like he knew it was a mismatch, gets around O'Brien and gets that goal, um, you know, opportunistic. And a lot of that, thanks to Jordan Harris and his awareness. Then you got the goal. Uh, again, I, I hate the dump on Josh Anderson, but like really, really smart decision to not pass it to Josh Anderson because that puck's probably going two feet wide and three feet over the net if you do. Um, he didn't He didn't allow us to, to have that moment. He decided to just keep it and uh, put it in there himself. So a uh, really great game from him. Um, and that, you know, is important to get a guy like Tanner Pearson some points. He's a guy that the team has... I think basically all but said that they want to trade at the deadline. It's pretty obvious. He's the, one of the most obvious remaining targets uh, for them to move before the, what is it, March 5th? Is that what it is? I don't have time to check right now. It's it's sometime in early March here. It's sometime next week, trade deadline. And, um, <clears throat> you know, they got to get him going if they want to get anything out of him. And, you know, it's a lot of what are you, what have what you done for me lately when it comes to trades and, if he can get on a little streak here, I think that's important. And you got Jordan Harris to thank for it if it happens because he got him started here tonight. So 
Uh, good job, Jordan Harris, in that game as well. Outside of that, whew, I know I gave you a few players there, but this was really not a good game. Um, it was disappointing. And I think you, you got to give some credit to the Yotes. They were playing very aggressive. Like their forecheck was extremely aggressive. They were trying to get on puck carriers immediately. And it was helping them a lot to hem the Habs into their zone because they're, they're not a very strong breakout team as it is. They're a very young team, so they, they're prone to mistakes. And if you get in their face and you pressure them, uh, those mistakes can be, you know, magnified a little bit. And so credit to the Yotes. They put the pressure on. They kept the pressure on. And uh, uh, you got to give them some credit, right? But at the same time, uh, like I said, I think the Habs have more talent on their roster than the Yotes do. And I think that they should stop playing down or up to their opponents. That's <laughs> No, don't stop playing up to your opponents. It's nice when they play up to, to teams that are ostensibly superior. It's not nice when they play down to their opponents. So just stop playing down to your opponents. Uh, I think we've seen what this team is capable of. And <clears throat> that game really looked like a game that they were trying to lose. If you if you didn't know, if you if you had no idea and you just turned that game on and you had watched the, the last two previous games Habs uh, played, you would probably think that they were trying to lose this one. I know they're not. Most of the fans know that they're not. But it looked like one they were trying to lose because they played so poorly. And you know that they're capable of a, a much better game than that. So I think this is one where Martin St. Louis is going to have to rein in that, that kind of a performance. And uh, when they go on the road, which they're uh, starting immediately, they're going to be on the road, uh, what, I think Thursday night's the next game. And then Saturday, I think Thursday's Florida. And yeah, Thursday, Florida. Saturday, Tampa. Uh, Nashville Tuesday, next Tuesday, and then the Carolina Hurricanes uh, next Thursday. So that's not a fun set of four games in terms of strength of opponent. <laughs> Probably not going to go super well for the Habs. I would expect maybe one and three at best in that run. But what I would like to see is just better quality hockey, right? Let's play with a little bit more structure. Let's not spend the entire game in our own zone. Let's not get doubled up on shot attempts. Let's not get doubled up on shots. Let's not make our goaltender go out there and steal a game. Let's, if we win one of those four, if we win, let's make it a deserved win. Let's make it a win where we actually went out there and took it to the opponent and played in the offensive zone a little bit more, you know, set things up nicely, didn't make too many passes, took the shots that we had, took the looks that we had, and, uh, you know... <laughs> played some good hockey not like this against the Yotes I'm gonna cut it off there because I don't want to start getting negative uh, overall really the, the the story of this game should be Samuel Montembeau um, what a game uh, and what are you gonna do it, it didn't matter they threw the kitchen sink at him and he uh, and he said now nah, I'm taking this one home in front of the Bell Center crowd so a uh, great game from him and a couple of nice performances to go along with it uh, to hang our hats on at least so what are we running over 19 minutes So c'est encore une grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien. We are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate that very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And, of course, à la prochaine.